0: This week, it's important to choose calm over panic, faith over fear. It's important that you are able to take a step back and evaluate situations before making a decision that could affect everybody else or impact yourself negatively. There is a ton of information out there right now about the collapse of SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, and what that means for many Americans' financial future. Today, I'm going to attempt to begin to plant the mustard seeds of information so that way you can research for yourself and make decisions that are best for you and your family. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. (music) Welcome, Bold Americans, to another week of episodes here on America Emboldened. I am your host, Greg Bolden, on the America Out Loud Network. As always, go to the www.americaoutloud.com, where you can find hundreds of articles per week from people like uh, Nurse O'Malley, Malcolm Out Loud himself, Attorney Tom Renz, J.D. Rucker, Booker Scott. We got plenty of talent here dr henry ely paul engel i mean the list just goes on and on and of course everybody's favorite dr peter mccullough right here on the network well my show is focused on trying to cut through what is true what is fake not really trying to give in to a political side and perhaps you heard the news that silicon valley bank has failed. And when I say fail, I mean, they're completely out of business. The FDIC has come in and shut them down. So to cover today and tomorrow, I'm going to try to set the stage for what is happening regarding uh, the FDIC. How can they come in and just shut down a bank? What happened with Silicon Valley? How did they go out of business? What's going to happen with the money? Is there going to be some type of massive ripple effect? Should people go on a bank run? Uh, Because that's exactly what put Silicon Valley Bank out of business, was a bank run, Uh, as well as some other things. We'll get into that. But I'm going to try to go through uh, the motto of staying calm under pressure right now. It's important to have a plan. I've talked to you uh, on previous episodes. If you go back to October, November, you'll hear me talking about uh, Sam Bank Friedman, and talking about the crypto market. And I tried to educate my listeners that this was all going to be tied to banks later on. I spoke about it's important to have cash on hand and not just trust your banks. It's important to invest in gold, right? It's it's important to have gold on hand. Uh, I also believe it's important to have ammo on hand. It's important just to have a preparation mindset, not out of fear of collapse, not out of fear that we're going to see horrible days, but out of being prepared and calm that when that bad day may come, you're not one of those people that's caught like a bad dream naked in your dream going, how did I get here like this? So I partnered with our a while back. You probably heard him on JD Rucker's show as well. Um, Look, I'm not telling you during the show at any point in time, I'm going to make this clear up front. What I share with you today is not financial advice, All right, This is not financial advice. Um, I am also, uh, I have no knowledge of anything that cannot be found simply with deep searching on the web. So what I offer you today is things that I've researched, um, And by all means, you know, as much as I believe I'm an expert in a lot of ways, and I'm pretty good at reading the tea leaves, this is not financial advice. Reason why I was telling you about Our Gold Guy, Ira, it's a family-run business. Um, If you want to consult with him, you can go to ourgoldguy.com. You can click on my name to say that I sent you. Yes, I do get a kickback if you purchase anything, making that completely upfront, but if you're one of those individuals that doesn't own any precious metals, doesn't own any gold, and you're looking at a bank run right now, you should have some. You, you really should have some precious metals in order to make sure you have uh, some physical precious metals, I guess I should say, because let me just point out, your fiat currency is not physical currency, and this situation is really showing us that right from the get-go. So let's get straight into today's story and talk about how did Silicon Valley bank fail, what went wrong, and who's going to really uh, be hurt by this. So let's start Silicon Valley bank was started in 1983. And for people that are going to try to downplay this right now and say, well, this is just a small bank that no one's ever heard of. This is the 16th largest bank, in the United States with other branches in Europe. This is a bank that had $209 billion in total assets at the close of 2022. This is one of the largest banks that you've never heard of. And it's behind some uh, technological startups, as well as tech projects that are very successful such as the video game that is publicly traded called Roblox. And we'll get to that a little bit later in the show, but I'm just pointing out from the get-go here, anyone who's trying to downplay this and say, the rest of the banks are completely safe, you know, this is an isolated incident. No, this is the 16th largest bank that carried billions upon billions worth of funds for people. And this is one of the most complex situations we've had in my lifetime. Uh, certainly this might be the largest failure since the Great Depression's failures. So how did it fail? Well, this is very complicated. I've tried to uh, figure out, based upon sources of analysts, newspapers, and a bunch of other places, even looking at banking reports to try to get this information for you. But this is what it comes down to. The Federal Reserve has been raising interest rates because we have inflation. You know that thing that Joe Biden says isn't so bad? Well, apparently it's really bad because the Federal Reserve even said by now they wanted to start lowering the interest rates, but in the most recent reports, they reported they could not lower them. So as the uh, Federal Reserve continues to raise interest rates, the cost of borrowing money goes up. Now, I'm not trying to talk down to anybody today. I'm just going to assume that my audience, some may be more educated than I am in finances, somebody may be less educated, so I'm going for the average person. So I hope you can appreciate that here. So as the interest rates go up, the cost to borrow that money, that goes up too. The problem is because this is a tech company that had higher borrowing costs and techs have higher startup costs, they had trouble at SVB getting more people to purchase these loans. The higher interest, also hurt what was the long-term bonds because banks started buying the ultra-low near zero interest rates long ago, and SVB was one of them. Now, SVB had $21 billion in a bond portfolio that was only giving back 1.79% on a yield. The current 10-year treasury yield is three percent This shows that they are not making money. They're losing money over time. The venture capital, because people are not purchasing, uh, starts to dry up. So what's going to happen is the people are going to go to the SVB and start to draw their funds out of SVB so they can pay things, everything that was in savings. So the bank was just sitting on loss after loss caused by the federal reserve Uh, raising these interest rates and caused by a perfect storm of a economy that has been decimated since COVID. Now, the withdrawals started escalating because the uh, bank started making some announcements. Now, during this time, the CEO of the company withdrew, well, didn't withdrew, sold off stocks to the tune of over $3 million. And many people are looking at this now he's no longer the CEO because the FDIC has taken over, but they're looking at that going, did he know that this thing was about to go under and give himself a little windfall uh, to go off into his sunset? And we'll, we'll cover that likely on tomorrow's show. We're not going to probably get into that today. So I have just too much content I need to get through today. So my listeners uh, are well-informed and know what to do uh, this week. Again, calm over panic. I, I don't want anybody starting to say, oh, we got a bank run. But there are going to be some of my listeners where that might be my uh, my ending point. You might listen to this and go, I need to go to the bank. But we're going to cover that. Now, the stock for SVB last Thursday started to plummet. And it didn't take very long before uh, you couldn't trade shares. Because it was going to get so bad that we going to just completely go belly up. And, and which they did, but it was going to get so bad that there was no money there for the bank. So what happens? The uh, California regulators they intervene, they shut the bank down, and they place the bank under the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. Now, if you don't know what the FDIC is, and I'll cover that for you right now. The FDIC was started by Roosevelt briefly after the Great Depression. Now. The Great Depression was a period of time for my younger listeners from 1929 to 1939, and it impacted a ton of countries throughout the world. A lot of people only remember the, the, the United States, but it impacted all the countries. And much like our financial situation that we have right now, where there's inflation around the world, you're going to see a ripple effect, just like uh, Sam Bankman-Fried and the cryptocurrency. You're going to see that here with the, uh, the bank failure. During that time, there was a crash on Wall Street in 1929. and uh, the Dow Jones dropped 381 to 198 over two months. And people were like, oh well, everything might still be okay. But governments and businesses were starting to spend more during the previous uh, than since the previous year. And there were problems with interest rates that were dropping and people were expecting deflation to happen. Automobile sales declined to below levels where they were supposed to be. Prices in general started to decline. Uh, The spiral happened by 1931. Farmers weren't making money. The crop prices declined. The drought that was going on in the country was at a peak. And there was just a general decline in the economy. And so by... uh, The tariff act, the Smoot-Hawley tariff act and other parts, there was a collapse in global trade that contributed to the depression. By 1933, there was an economic decline that pushed world trade to just one third of its level compared to just four years earlier. Now, eventually, what ends up happening? People start going to their banks to go get their money. Uh, This happens German banks first, and then there's a British crisis. And when they go to the banks, the money's not there. They can't get the money out. And so people lose their faith in the banking system here in the United States, as well as abroad. So Franklin Roosevelt takes office. And in 1933, he knows that he's got to restore trust in the banks that have been uh, completely decimated by the Great Depression. And... To do so, he, he gets the FDIC involved. He, he forms that. And the FDIC is supposed to ensure that your money is backed and protected by the government. That up to $250,000 now, according to 2023 standards, that no matter what, you should be able to get that money back from the bank. <sighs> but the government seldom can guarantee your safety. that's something that we've learned. And we'll talk about that uh, as far as the FDIC and guaranteeing it. Now, it's FDIC's responsibility at this point in time in present day to make sure that the banks comply with the consumer protection laws, Fair Credit Billing Act, the Truth in Lending Act, the Fair Debt Collection Practices. And they're managed by a board of directors that it includes members of the Office of the Controller of Currency and the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. And so it's opposed to cover checking accounts, savings accounts, money market deposit accounts, CDs, and cashier's checks, money orders, and other officials. Now, when we are in a spot of great inflation, when we're in a spot right now where Americans have less purchasing power, maybe uh, people are not able to save as much money the FDIC is going to seem like something that's very, very good. The question is, where does the FDIC get its money in order to pay back all of these individuals? And when we have uh, $31 trillion worth of debt, aren't we just going to print money out of thin air to cover the losses? So in the second half of today's show, we're going to talk about who are some of the big players that are affected by SVB, right now and what is it going to do to our economy to cover their losses should the government cover their losses and print money out of thin air in order to make some of these people whole is it their fault that the bank failed uh or is it the government's fault that the bank failed where's the blame to go and who's to say what to do so we'll be right back in just a few moments. Make sure you check out our sponsors. They help keep the lights on here and keep us financially solvent. So that's an important part. Uh, help support the America Out Loud Network every single time you purchase from one of those sponsors. Uh, so HOCL, the Genesis Fogger, it's one that I personally use. It's an awesome product. And by listening to my show, you go to www.genesisfogger.com backslash out and you get a discount. It's a good deal. All right, everybody, we'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. AmericaOutloud.com. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to the Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Welcome back, Bold American, second half of the show. Let's get straight into it. We're talking about the FDIC and how the government is going to handle SVB, which has now financially uh, been taken over by the FDIC. They're trying to stop the bleeding. Meanwhile, there were people up in New York City, that ran to the bank to get their money out, and they had the cops called on them to be arrested. Um, And that is uh, part of the story right now. What do you do when the money is not there? And so let's start here before we talk about who all's affected. There are people right now that are calling for you to take all of your money out of banks. I'm going to tell you, if you do that, if you follow that logic, if you follow the panic logic instead of the calm, yes, we're going to be in a world of uh, hurt. Absolutely. It's going to get really bad, really quick. So I would tell you the quickest way to tank our currency is to put a run on the banks. If you're at a major bank, a major bank such as Bank of America, JP Morgan, Chase, these are banks that have really done a ton of work over the last decade and a half, since the 2008 housing crisis, to make themselves better lenders, to make sure that they're not putting money into places that hurts. I mean, JP JPMorgan uh, is probably one of the safest that you can find right now. Uh, you have banks that are not as safe. And so if you're at a regional bank... Um, you may want to check your regional bank to find out if any of their money and finances was tied up with SVB, especially if you're in a tech capital uh, like California or a place where that's one of the places where they would lend because this is going to have ripple effects to those banks. If you are in a uh, regional bank or a small bank that is high in its percentage of loans plus securities as a percentage of their deposits then that is an area where i think that right now you should think about where's your money going to be um so for example there is a few banks like svb uh that had tons of loans plus securities as a percentage of their deposits and then they didn't have a lot of retail deposits as a share of those deposits. So they were uh, a high risk deposit base. If you wanna go with a lower risk deposit base, you get places like uh, Bank of America, you get places like JP Morgan Chase, and find out you know what they are. Uh, so I will publish on the America Out Loud webpage, a graphic showing you some of the banks and where they stand on that, so you can make a decision for yourself. Just understand, if you start going to one of these banks and taking money out and everybody else does, it's only going to make the process worse. But again, you got to do what's best for you. I think that's really important. Now, Janet Yellen. (laughs) Janet Yellen in Wilmington, Delaware, Treasury Secretary, said that the federal government would not be bailing out the Silicon Valley Bank. But... It is working the health of the depositors who are concerned about their money. Janet Yellen also, I had a source uh, that sent me some information about Janet. uh, And I understand that she also went to the floor uh, of the house or communicated with the house. I'm not sure she was on the floor, communicated how this went down. uh, But warning everybody that there could be an economic collapse from default coming. That is on Friday. This is highly concerning. But again, calm over panic. Faith over fear. Plan, prepare. Prepare, please. So she talked about 15 years ago, how they bailed everybody out and said, we're not going to do that again. I want to point something out as we go to who's affected. Janet, about 15 years ago, what Obama did and the government, was bail out big government. You bailed out the largest banks in a way that did not help the average person. It did not help the homeowner. The money didn't funnel to the people. The money funneled to the top 1% of people with the income. Right now, the people that need to be helped are the people in the 99% that need to get their paychecks, the people that work for Etsy or the people that are selling through Etsy and Etsy saying, you know what, all of our money was tied up in SVB. And now that that bank's gone, we need to find out another solution in order to pay our partners in the next few days. That's a major problem. We have companies like Roblox, which has $3 billion in cash and 5% of it was at SVB in security balances. That's all gone for Roblox. How will that ripple to their uh, entire market? They're publicly traded. The space company, Rocket Lab USA, had 7.9% of its total cash at SVB. Um, We have... Plenty of small local, not local, but well, maybe to you, it's local, small local startups all over this country that are going to be on the brink of not knowing where to pay their employees because the money is locked and disappeared. So Janet, what you're saying right now is you don't want to bail out the 1% again. No, that's not what you're saying. You're saying you don't want to help the common person. Now, I am super, super split on this. I'm split on the side of, look, at what point can the government no longer help? At what point is it a bad thing to continue to print money out of thin air? At what point do you need to take responsibility and have varied investments and understand that just like people understood during the Great Depression, that it is possible that the banks can fail and you need to have a backup plan. And in many ways, the government has absolutely screwed you and me and everybody, because there's been this push. I remember when I first got a job in the 1990s and I would take my paycheck and I could cash my paycheck and they would give me cash on the spot. And I'd have, you know, a couple hundred dollars for my 16 year old job working at a nursing home. And I'd go out and, you know, I could choose to put some of that money in a bank But I would go to my grocery store to cash my check. They had like a little branch there thing. I could do that. Anybody remember those days? Well, now you can no longer cash a check from your employer. Now it has to go direct deposit into a bank. And with that direct deposit, there's manipulation of your currency. In many ways, none of what you make is real money anymore. It's only real money until you go to use it. Now, I know people argue with me about whether it's real money or not But I'm saying it's manipulated currency in the sense that once you've digitized everything, you can manipulate what is out there and how it moves, how it flows. You, you have a mapping of what's coming into a bank every month based upon your deposits. You have less freedom for people. And the government has taken away that freedom and the banks have taken away that freedom in order to give you convenience. That is some real crap right there. So I I struggle with this whole thing as people don't really have options. There's part of me that says we need to bail out immediately the individuals that have lost all of their money. We need to make sure that they can be uh, still feeding their families you know, if the government tomorrow said, well, we're taking your home, uh, wouldn't you want somebody to make sure you still had housing in some ways, shape or form? If that was taken over by eminent domain somehow or whatever, you'd want to be compensated. Well, the government has completely failed here and the FDIC has completely failed in a lot of ways and we're going to need to watch the story as we go. Then there's the other part that goes, I kind of agree with Janet that If we print more money right now, because of the billions of dollars, we're going to see more inflation and we're going to see more interest rate increases because of this failure. And now we're going to be screwed. We're going to be screwed because we're already in a really bad place under Joe Biden's economy. And when I say Joe Biden's economy, I understand what happened, but uh, Joe Biden hasn't done much at this point to help real things back in he, he's got a lot of uh, accomplishments that are really surface level on the economy and i'm not saying that another president would have been better right now especially because this whole thing started under donald trump printing money for covid but it was the government shutdowns around the world that caused us to get to where we are right now and so I believe we're seeing the tip of the iceberg. I've been warning about this for some time. It's the reason why I have people like Average Joe on my show talking about what it means to be prepared. We're not just talking about having food. We're not just talking about having a safe place for your family or having ammo and having a way to be able to hunt for yourself and gather, having knives and knowing how to uh, make your own food. No, we're talking about Having precious metals, we're talking about how to make sure that you have cash on hand in some way, shape, or form. Should you no longer be able to access that debit card, whether there's a solar flare that comes out and stops it, whatever, it's important to be prepared. Now, a couple other companies, I mentioned Roblox and stuff. We also have Roku, the uh, little fire drive thumbstick kind of that you put into your television. Roku is also majorly involved in all of this and Vox Media, which is the parent company of the website, The Verge, which is a really popular online technology website here in the United States. It's also uh, Polygon, which is a viral news and opinion website uh, that focuses on entertainment news and covers the video game industry, movies, comics, uh, TV, and books. And so they had a substantial amount of their cash in Silicon Valley. So when I'm talking about who do we bail out, I'll talk about, I feel horrible for Vox media's employees. I don't know that they're going to survive this. This is going to be horrible. I mentioned Roblox already that they have 5% of its 3 billion, uh, in cash at this bank. Um, they don't feel that it's going to have an impact on day-to-day operations, but I think it's going to have an impact in some way, shape, or form. We just got to continue to watch that. There's also American video game technology makers like unity that does a gaming engine. They had money in there. Um, Roku had about 26% of their assets. Uh, $487 million. They don't know what they're going to do to recover that cash. Or recover those deposits. Like Roku. Man, they're in a really, really bad situation. But here's the, the kicker. We've been talking about cryptocurrency from time to time here. Circle that's an American cryptocurrency. They had $3.3 billion invested in Silicon Valley Bank. (laughs) It's about only 8% of their total 40 billion because that's held elsewhere, so that's good. But $3.3 billion is absolutely huge. So they're calling right now for state and federal regulators to help them out, figure out what's going to happen with those funds. So we could see a ripple effect into cryptocurrencies, we can see a ripple effect elsewhere beyond just the monetary policy. So what do you do now? Uh, You got an opportunity, you could burn the ships. You guys know that uh, statement, burn the ships was related to you burn something, then you don't come back to it, right? You could go, you could take your money out, but just understand you're burning the ship and that's going to have its own effect on the economy. But I don't think that that's wise. I don't think we want to burn ships right now because I think that what's happening here is something of a larger picture. What's going to come out of this crisis is something that I see coming. I think a few other people see it coming. Somebody sent it to me and I was like, oh wow, they're on the same thought process that I am. Do you remember what I told you about what the Fed was doing right now and testing banks, digital currency test to see what that would look like? This would be the perfect moment for somebody to come in, purchase the Silicon Valley bank, make it whole and change it to a digital currency base. That would be the perfect opportunity to install the first really digital currency banking system that people might say, Oh, I got faith in that. I know that there's money behind it. And there's one individual that's capable of doing this. And you probably know who I'm going to say. And if you don't, take a guess. I'll give you three seconds. Tick, tock, tick. Elon Musk. That's right. Elon Musk is capable. He has the money. Would he do it? Well, I think he's crazy enough. And in fact, as I had this thought last night, I then woke up to a story where Elon Musk has tweeted out that he's open to the idea of buying the crisis-hit Silicon Valley bank and turning Twitter into a digital bank. Folks, you can't write this stuff. It writes itself for you months in advance if you're paying attention to the tea leaves. So Elon Musk now is looking to possibly take Twitter, have them buy SVB, so not really Elon Musk, and become a digital bank. Let me tell you, (laughs) if this happens, game over. This is the ultimate power play for Elon Musk if he were to do this. And if he were to make it successful, especially... Can you imagine Elon Musk now also being part of the 16th largest bank with the largest web of information in the world, with one of the largest car manufacturers, with the company that's sending people the space, helping NASA out? This is uh, going to get very interesting. And so my message to everybody right now, Is this this is not financial advice, but it's solid advice, I believe, even though it's not advice. You follow what I'm saying there? Just what I'm how about this? I share with you where my mind is thinking, then you figure out what you want to do. My mind is thinking that right now I'd want to have a few months cash on hand. Not in a bank, but I'd want to be able to make sure that I can pay my bills. I want to make sure that I can get groceries and feed my family. For at least a few months, in case things get a little bit rocky and the government's going to have to step in, which I hope that doesn't happen because I'm not a big government type of guy. But I want to have some cash on hand. I also want to have precious metals. So, should there be a huge uh, absolute collapse, I'm in the best standpoint possible. I then want to look at what are the opportunities. And this is going to sound horrible to what I'm saying, but pay attention. You want to figure out what are the opportunities. Coming out of a depression. How can you make money in a depression and out of a depression? I promise you there's ways you're going to want to look into that for yourself. That's the third thing. And then the fourth thing is uh, I want to make sure I have a plan. What do I do? And this is just good for all my listeners on any given day. Have a plan for what happens during a rainy day when things aren't going well whatever that looks like for your family. Uh, I, I think it's very important that everybody has one. And then the last part is pay attention to the information around you right now. Uh, people like uh, Kim.com are going on to Twitter telling everybody, run to the banks tomorrow, get your money out. The American economy is collapsing. You know who would love the American economy to collapse? China, Russia. Those of that are our enemies at the present moment, they would love to see people run on the banks and for our economy to be the first to collapse because, in war, and let's be honest, we're in a financial war with China, we're in a war for who's going to have influence, and we're in a very real war with Russia in the Ukraine. Whether you like it or not, the fact of the matter is, we're sending billions upon billions of dollars. We're in a war. Our troops may not be the ones firing the shots, but they're firing our bullets, they're firing our weapons, and that. By proxy means, we're in a proxy war against Russia, and Russia would love nothing more than to see our economy collapse so we can no longer send money to the people that they are fighting. Now, I want to end the war, so but this isn't the way I want the war to end. <laughs> it's not the way I want it to go down. So, where am I going with all of this? You know, hopefully, this is a, a start today. Who is the FDIC? You know a little bit about it. What happened with Silicon Valley Bank? Now you know. Do you need to go run on the banks? No, I'm telling you, I don't believe that's the case. Unless you do your research and find that your bank is tied with SVB, or it's a small bank that also is a bit upside down on their treasury yield versus their interest rates borrowing deposits. That's the case. Yeah, you know what? It may not be a bad thing. Here's the problem though. If all these small banks start to fail, it means banks like J.P. Morgan Chase, Discover, Bank of America, your major banks are going to be all that is left. Those major banks are controlled by government. And when I said they're controlled by government, they really are. They're regulated so well by government at this point. They're really part of the government arm. It's a government bank in many ways. The Federal Reserve has offices in each of those branches. Well, I don't mean branches, but each of those corporate buildings working hand in hand. If you believe in a WEF agenda, if you believe that eventually it's going to be a new reset, a great reset, a new world order, whatever you're looking for, then all of a sudden a run on small banks and them going out of business and empowering these large banks, that's one of the quickest ways to get there. So everybody, stay calm under pressure right now. Stay calm under the stress. Have faith that everything will be okay, but do not be foolish in your faith do not not have a plan in your calm and that's my message for you today everybody be back tomorrow to talk a little bit more about this and some information we got i also have addy ads coming up this week on the show he's an awesome independent journalist great following on twitter as well as i'm going to have one of my former students that is looking to start his own comic this week and it should be a great show hearing about what he needs and uh If you want to support a young 18 year old, that's really a go getter and has been for the past five years doing voices. I think you're going to like that show later this week. Hope you all have a great rest of your day. I hope I honored your time. Well, and we all learned something together. All right, everybody. That's all. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to America emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America out loud network. Be bold America.